Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. You might have missed the news, but more money has poured into podcasting again. So it is early March 2019, and by my count, in 35 days, we have had nearly $600 million of investment money poured into podcasting from outside of podcasting. That's right. $600 million has poured into podcasting. And the latest scuttlebutt is about a company called Luminary. I'm going to talk about a little bit about Luminary. I don't know a lot about Luminary. I can't really go on a deep dive. But the scuttlebutt is what they're trying to do with podcasting. Basically, in a nutshell, they are going to create 40 plus shows, which means less than 50, right? And these shows are going to be paid. The producers, the creators behind them will be paid actually a salary, a, not, not just a residual check, a, a, a full on piece of money for them and their entire crew to produce these 40 brand new podcasts that are going to go in this app to be launched sometime in the summertime of 2019. And listeners will pay eight bucks to have access to this content. And of course, predictably, the podcast world freaked out, <laughs> dividing in two lines very, very clearly. One line was keep podcasting free, free as in beer, as well as uh, free as in speech. And the other half was, I'm just want, really happy that me and my creators can get paid to do our work. Those are the two big lines of this one. And I want to talk about it today because the reality is that this big money pouring into podcasting, it's both keeping podcasting, well... I think that this particular play from Luminary is actually designed it's pretty on the outset to limit podcasting. 40 choices, as opposed to the 700,000 shows that we have right now. Just 40. A limiting factor of podcasting. But I think that's also going to grow podcasting at the same time, which I know is a weird way to think about it. But hey, you have come to expect weird thoughts from me. So let me tell you where my, where my head goes with this, why it's going to grow podcasting while at the same time reducing the number of choices people have. And that's really what it comes down to. Reducing the number of choices that podcast listeners have. Actually, a better way to say it is making better choices, making easier choices for the people who are not yet listening to podcasts. Because as cool as it is that we have 700,000 shows out there, the reality is, when you get outside of your bubble, podcasters, and you start talking to the rest of the people, you know, the 70% of the population who do not regularly listen to podcasts, or when you talk to the 90% of people that you run into that do regularly listen to podcasts, but only listen to a small number of shows, a small number of very popular shows, 
and you start digging a little deeper into them, both of these groups, the not podcast listener and the I listen to podcasts, but only a handful of small shows, they have a common story on the back end. And it's the same story that I have heard since 2005 when I first heard this from someone. I was in New York meeting with some uh, ad executives and talking about podcasting, not specifically for, that wasn't why I was in New York, that I was into podcasting and meeting with ad executives. And one said to me in 2005, why do most podcasts suck? And if you take that and bring it full circle here, and we're in 2019, 15 years, almost 15 years later, the reality is of those 700,000 still tend to suck. And if you ask people who don't listen, they say, I just really can't find things that are good. And if you go to the people who are listening to a very small number of shows that are very popular shows, they don't look outside of it because it's not a good experience to look outside of it for a lot. A lot of people don't find the joy of discovery that we existing in the podcasting space find by trying to find something wonderful and weird. So that's one thing that some of this new money is trying to solve rather than give people unlimited choices, which is what they have right now, where they have to weigh good content um, across a wave of bad content. What if we just said, here's the good stuff, extremely curated list. Look, most people don't listen to more than seven podcasts. 40 is like six times more than they need, right? That's a lot. And that's just the starting volley. Non-podcasters, if they can have an app, yeah, they got to pay for it. They have an app that, that is guaranteed to be really good content. Not a guarantee that the listener is going to love the content of everything, but at least it was well-produced, super high-end, thought-out, strategically destined content. Yeah, that's something I think people are worth paying for. And that's what companies like Luminary, because they're not the only ones doing this, that's what they're betting on. They're betting that if they pay a wage, a good wage, not only to the podcast creator, but the entire staff of people that podcast creator needs, that could be five or six people easily, easily. They're betting that if they pay these five or six people a very good wage to create content that that podcast producer, that, that team will produce a content of such fantastic value that it's worth paying for. They're betting that they can make a great bit of content by empowering creators to do more and pay them, which is wonderful. And they're also making a bet that they can find a way to pay for that. Sure, a $100 million investment is one thing, but how do you make it pay over time? I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, it's subscriptions. Yes, there's other licensing. There's lots, there's lots of ways on the business side of doing things. But that's the big bet that they are making, which is naturally going to reduce the number of people, the number of people who can to listen to that content. And I get it. That is... It's a tough pill to swallow when you're a hobbyist podcaster. How do you get access to that audience? Well, the reality is you can't. And I think maybe that's okay because no one's saying you can't produce content. No one's saying that whatsoever. You just maybe can't get into these paid platforms. And we're going to see more of these to coming. I think the real big question for podcasters out there who are feeling a little butt hurt by this is if you were given lots of money, Let's say somebody wanted to pay you to actually, literally, for the first time ever, quit your day job and do this, which many of these people are really doing, focusing on just that. Could you create better content? Now, a lot of people out there are saying, hey, man, I've listened to some of the shows that theoretically have six people behind them and takes 120 hours. I can do that same kind of work at, on nights and weekends the way I do things today. 
Well, okay, give it a shot. Let me know how that works out for you. We'll know, we'll let you know how it works out for us on the listening side because it's not. You probably aren't. When you put a team behind something, you can actually do something better than you're doing right now. Maybe your show wouldn't get any better with big money, but could you make better content? That's really the bet that's happening. And ultimately, I think this is good for podcasting overall because the people who will get this app and pay their eight bucks a month and download the content go, wow, this is really good. Let's say that they do run out of content to listen to. Great. 700,000, probably closer to a million by the end of the year, shows available on other platforms. Think about it as a paid entryway into the wide world of stuff. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Hard to predict the future on things like these. We just don't know what it's going to look like, but we do know that it's been 35 days and there have been $600 million poured into podcasting. More will come. And I think this year, 2019, we'll see paid podcasting really start to take off in the States here in America, which is already huge in other places around the world. If that scares you, I get it. I don't know that that matters too terribly much because I think it's coming. Now, businesses, where do you fit into this whole thing? Hey, that's an excellent question. I would love to talk with you about that because this is what I do. I actually launch and run and keep running podcasts for businesses all around the world. Get in touch with me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro to keep the conversation going. Go to podcastlaunch.pro to check out all the services I offer to my clients. And I shall be back tomorrow with another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co 
has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.